Say, well, we are extremely blessed um, just to have uh, some uh, people who can play and sing and do all kinds of stuff and lead us into worship. So great to see uh, you guys here today. And uh, you guys are here for a purpose. You guys are here for a reason. You could have stayed home. You could have, you could have uh, done something different. You could have gone somewhere else. You could still be at home in your PJs, okay? But for some reason, you're here today, and I believe it's because God wants to speak to your heart today. God wants to speak something to you today. Uh, I, I am uh, so excited about starting this sermon series on David. And uh, we have been, for over a year, we have been talking about particular characters in God's word. We started with, with people like Daniel and Nehemiah. I guess it just seems like forever ago. And, and, and Esther. And, and then we moved on um, kind of back to where it all began with, with Abraham and, and on and on and on. And, and here we are with David. And what we have found is that, is that these are just ordinary people, just ordinary people. Rather than just going through a book of that they're in, we have hung out with them, extended vacation with them, and found out a lot about them. And you can find a lot about some people in your life if you go on a long extended vacation with them. <laughs> Amen. And so, but these characters we have found, they're just average people, men and women, just average. And guess what? They had flaws. They had lots of flaws. And that's okay, because God still used them. So that's comforting here today, because there's a lot of people in here, including myself. We have flaws. We are flawed people. If you're a flawed person, raise your hand. Great, awesome, awesome. If you know somebody who's flawed, point to them right now. Great, awesome, good, good. Oh, somebody's pointing at me, it's good. So, so we are flawed people and God will still use us. That is good news because whatever's going on in your mind and your heart, what struggles you are facing in your heart, what questions you're asking yourself, you know, God gets it, God understands. Jackson, uh, last week, taught a great sort of standalone message before we started David today about just the darkness that overcomes us. Y'all, when darkness comes into our life, when those bad thoughts come into our life, that, that's not necessarily, that's not our fault. That's just darkness. Now, we could do something about it. You could do something about it. We've got scripture. We've got uh, prayer, we've got the people, the family of God who could do lots of great things, who can help, but, but the darkness and the flaws that come into our life aren't necessarily our fault. Now, there are intentional sins that, we, that you and I do, and obviously we need to own that. But I'm talking about just natural things that happen in our life that come around, and God knows we're not perfect. And so David, you're gonna find is not perfect as well. We're gonna spend six weeks on David. David's gonna lead us all the way through until we start Christmas. And so, yeah, I said the C word. And so David, uh, what we're gonna find out is David was, I think David was an all around man's man. I mean, he was a warrior, he was a lover, he was a singer and a songwriter, but more importantly, he was a man after God's own heart. And he would one day 
eventually be king. And he would be arguably the best king Israel has ever had. You know, Israel wanted a king, just like their, their, their neighbors. We, we talked about this in a short sermon series on Samuel. Samuel was, uh, was a, a prophet and, and a judge and a priest. He was kind of all three rolled up into one. We saw how, how Samuel was dedicated to the temple and, and priest Eli, and he grew up there even as a child all the way through, and God spoke to him and God called to him. So God was on his life, and God spoke to Israel through Samuel, and Israel came to Samuel as a nation and said, we want a king, just like our neighbors. Our neighbors are asking, who's your king? Well, our king's kind of like this God in heaven and and, and, and everything, and said, no, we, we want a king. And so they wanted to be like everybody else. Wanted to be like everybody else, like all the other uh, the nations. But that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was for him to be king, for him to be king, and for him to establish some, some people who are judges and prophets to speak to the people. And, and, and it was a very, very different sort of government, if you will, than, than has ever been introduced in society. You know, every, everything that's been introduced into society was some sort of monarch or, or dictatorship, but this is something new, something fresh. And so this was not God's plan, but the people's like, we want a king. So they came to Samuel, and Samuel Samuel grieved about it because he, he knew it was wrong. But God says, all right, give them, give them what they want. Give them what they're asking for. And sometimes, and I preach this about Samuel, sometimes we'll get what we ask for. And so God said, give them a king. Give them a king. So the people, it is really interesting. God did not choose Samuel, I mean, Saul, who was the first king, the people did. The people said, hey, we, we want Saul. He's the tallest guy. He, he is, he's handsome, he's good looking, he's got it together. We've seen him on pictures of magazines. You know, we've seen him around and he is so, he's just got it together. We just feel like, man, that needs to be our king. So we can show this other nations, all right? Yeah, we'll see our king. Well, our king, man, he's good looking. He's got muscles. You know, and, and, and he speaks well, and he's tall and handsome. Here's our king. They wanted to take pride in that. They were looking so much on the outside. And God was like, no, you're not getting it. You just don't understand. You got to stop looking from the outside. You got to look into the heart. And so Samuel anointed Saul the first king of Israel. And, you know, he, he ruled for a few years, quite a few years, about 40 years. But before David came on the same scene, he had several years where he, he could mess up and people realized, wait, what have we done? What have we, what have we put ourselves into? Now we have this guy who rules over us and he's making some bad choices. Like for instance, when they were gonna go into battle, one of the many battles, uh, Saul was ready to go. 
In fact, some of his men were hiding in caves and even some of them started kind of going back home, but they had to wait for Samuel to come to make the sacrifice before the battle began. And so Samuel was running a little behind according to Saul's timetable. And Saul said, you know what? You know, we need to start fighting this thing. We, we, I've got guys going back home. We need to get this thing going. Here, where, where's, where's that sacrifice stuff? Here, give me, give me some wood. You know, you know let, let's get this, this, uh, this ram or this sheep or a cow. Let's just get this thing going. Like we're going we're gonna to sacrifice this animal. We're going to pray to God, ask God to bless it, and we're gone. Instead of waiting for the man of God to come and bless it. So getting ahead of God. And so that's what they did. And so as they were finishing up the sacrifice, guess who walks in? Samuel. He's like, hey, what, what you doing? What's going on here? And, and Saul said, oh, well, you know, I mean, you were running a little behind. And so we, we just felt like it was best for us to go ahead and, and make this sacrifice. And even though it was against um, God's law for someone besides a priest to do that. And we see this, the response of God in 1 Samuel chapter 13. We're gonna be in 1 Samuel for a little bit. But in 1 Samuel chapter 13, we see God's response to what Saul did. And he speaks it through, of course, Samuel, the voice of God. And he says this in verse 13. You have done a foolish thing. Thing, Samuel said, you have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, you would have been established. He would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler over his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. Ouch. That's tough. That's tough. And, and, and even Samuel would, would go on, I mean, Saul would go on and, and do other things that would sort of disqualify um, him. And like, for instance, Samuel told Saul, look, you need to go and defeat the Amalekites and you need to get rid of everybody, slaughter everybody. Gone, even the animals. And, and he didn't slaughter everybody, just as the Lord commanded. And so, uh, again, he just kept doing these things one after another. And so Saul just continued to discredit himself. But let's, I want to go back to that verse we just read, a couple of those verses. Did you notice where it said, I have, or God was saying, look, I have already set out, I've sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler over his people. So Samuel's saying this about God. He's already sought someone and has already appointed them ruler over Israel. I find that interesting. You know why I find that interesting? Because obviously, who's he talking about? He's talking about David. Um, David doesn't even know about this. Samuel doesn't know about this. Saul doesn't know about this. No one knows who this guy is. 
but yet God has already appointed him king. Isn't that amazing? Before Samuel had a chance to pour on, we're going to read that in a minute, the, the anointing oil over David, before all of that, God already anointed him king. Can I tell you something? Some of you could be in situations where you're just, you're just waiting for that next thing in life. And, 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 and for students, maybe, maybe to be on that, on that certain team, that sports team, or maybe to be a starter, or, or, or maybe it's to go to a certain college, college students, maybe it's to, to get into another career or land that, that specific job that's gonna be great and not gonna be too far away, but you know, far enough. <laughs> you know, or, or maybe, it's adults in this room who, who have their careers and you're ready to, to move on up the ladder or whatever it is. And you feel like, man, God is, God is moving you towards that. Can I tell you something? You may not know, but whatever that is, God, is already, God has already got you tagged for that. In his mind, in his heart, he... In his being, he's already there. He's already there whenever that happens. So, and you may not know what it is. You may not know what is involved or who it involves, but, but he's already got you there. Single people, you're, you're, if you're not married, God has got that person lined up. He's already there. He has already appointed them your spouse, he has. He's already appointed them, your spouse. This past week, we, uh, we had some college friends post a picture back at, when, when the Baptist Student Union from LSU uh, went, to, um, uh, went to Panama City. Of course, I'm not sure if that building's there anymore after um, Hurricane Michael, but we had this picture in this group and, and, and this is crazy picture by the pool and, and we see all these people. And, and, and I remember I was, um, it was Labor Day weekend, uh, 1989. And I know it's old. And so we, um, we were there and, 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 and I was an incoming sophomore and, uh, and there was this one girl sitting on the bottom row of that picture, and I was way almost on the other side on the top row, and, uh, and this girl was an incoming freshman, and little did I know that God had already appointed us husband and wife. I find that really cool. And then I look at the picture and say, why was I not sitting next to Suzanne? Of course, Suzanne's probably asking the same question, and that's a whole nother story. But we... We can trust God to know that he has already appointed whatever you feel like is next in your life. He's already there. So trust in him. And I, I just found that I, I've never noticed that until I read that this week. He's already appointed David king. Well, uh, Samuel is, Samuel's grieved. He's like, okay, I'm so mad. I'm so sad. 
I'm just frustrated by the fact that I anointed Saul king. And Saul is doing all this stuff. Now I got this message from God and God is saying, look, I'm gonna rip this, uh, this kingdom apart from you. You're not the man. So here we are, phase one again. What are we gonna do? And he's grieved. In fact, we, we see this. All the way in, in, uh, in chapter 16, just a, just a couple chapters over, and that's where we're gonna spend the rest of the time in, in 1 Samuel 16, verse one. It says, the Lord said to Samuel, how long will you mourn for Saul since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I'm sending you to Jesse, okay, we have a name, a Bethlehem. I've chosen one of his sons to be king. You know, what this verse tells me is this. Samuel, Samuel was really grieved, upset. It really got to him. He, he, he actually went away from Saul. They never saw each other again. He went away from Saul to a secluded place. Saul went to a whole other area, part of a nation of Israel. And, and Samuel was just down. He was depressed. And God said, look, okay, you need to, you need to stop this and you need to get on with life and let's move on because I've got things I wanna do. I think, I think maybe that verse right there is something that somebody in this room or maybe several people in this room just need to hear today. That whatever trials, whatever, whatever funk you're in in your life, whatever stuff is going on in your life, God is saying, look, it's time for you to move on. It's time for you to move on. Stop wallowing in this junk, in this pit, and just go to where I want you to go. I've got something I want you to do that's extremely important. Can I tell you something? That same message is for you today. God has something special for you to do. It's very important. He does. And, and you're not going to do that if you stay and sulk and just be like, oh, woe is me. And I'm just going to, you know, sit here and, and wallow in this stuff. I'm not going to seek help from people. You know, I'm going to ignore when people help me. I'm just going to sit here. Woe is me and just have a self-pity party. God's saying, look, that's not healthy and that's not my plan. I've got bigger things for you. Now get up and get moving. That word could be for you today. Get up and get moving and allow God to do the next big thing. So, so what happens is, we, we have this in, uh, in verse six through, through uh, 13. So Samuel goes, and here's where the bulk of, of what we're talking about here today. And so verses six through 13, it says, when they arrived, Samuel, so Samuel is now at Jesse's house in Bethlehem. Jesse's a father. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab, okay, the oldest son, and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. Now, Eliab must have been like this amazing, 
uh, great guy. Maybe, maybe he had it all together. Maybe he had a cleft chin, you know. Maybe it just, uh, just a, a man's man. Maybe he was just somebody who um, just looked the part. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. I love that, that God says we don't need to be tall <laughs> to be used by God. He rejects the tall people, all right? Just kidding. For I rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So contestant number one. Then Jesse calls Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, "Mm, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shema pass by, but Samuel said, nor has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse had seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to him, the Lord has not chosen these, all seven. Hmm, it's not going well. So he asked Jesse, okay, is this it? Are these all the sons you have? I mean, there's seven of them. Are they... Are these all the ones you have? Uh, they're, they're still this youngest. They're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's, he's outside, like he's tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So they're like standing around waiting for, for David to come in. So he sent for him and had him brought in. He was glowing with health and had a fine appearance and handsome features. Now, obviously, those are, those are great things. And, and, and the Lord, I mean, that's in the Bible, but, but the Lord is getting, has again said this about Saul earlier and now about his other uh, sons of Jesse. Look, I'm not looking at the outside appearance. I'm looking at the heart. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. This is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Samuel then went to Ramah. So in the bulk of this passage, there's a couple of things I want us to look at. God says, I'm gonna choose a man after my own heart. David is known as someone who is after God's own heart. If we want to be men and women who are after God's heart, what does that look like? What does that look like? Now, obviously, it means for us to spend some time with the Lord. Yes. And we'll, we'll get into that as we get into David a little bit more. But there's some practical things that you can do that will set you up to have that right spirit with the Lord to where your heart longs to be like God's heart. So what does that look like? What do we see with David? I've got just three things. Number one, to stay faithful. Stay faithful. You know, news probably spread that Samuel, Samuel was the prophet, the judge of Israel. 
News probably spread. In fact, we didn't read this, but when he walked into, the, into, into Bethlehem, the, the elders of the town were like shaking in their boots. They're like, dude, why are you here? <laughs> you know, it's not like when the boss flies in from Chicago or, or LA and, and walks into to your business or say the superintendent walks into your school. It's like, okay, why are you here? It's the same way. And so news spread, I'm sure, that Samuel, the prophet, the judge, had arrived at the home of Jesse. In fact, that's probably one reason why some of the others came in, the brothers. In fact, they may have even said, hey, David, just, just stay out here. We're gonna, we're gonna go inside for a little bit. So David's out in the fields. But I can only, I can only imagine that, that, that David knew something was up. And yet, in this passage, David's own father forgets about him. Forgets about him. Oh, yeah, David. You know David. Yeah, David, yeah, David, David. Yeah, David's out in the field. Yeah, go get David. My mistake. He even forgets about his own son. He's forgotten about his own, from his own family. And knowing that, 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 that there's a special person coming into the house, what does David do? He stays faithful. What is he doing? He's watching the sheep. He's watching the sheep. He's doing what he was supposed to do. What he was set out to do. He, was, he did not display a sense of entitlement. Well, I'm entitled. I'm one of Jesse's sons. I'm entitled to do this. I'm entitled to be there. No. He's like, you know, I'm just going to stay faithful. I'm supposed to be here. You know, when it feels like you're being left out, when it feels like that you're being forgotten, looked over, stay faithful, stay faithful. When you're being looked over for that, that promotion, stay faithful. When you're being looked over as a starter on the team, stay faithful. When, when you feel like some of your clients are kind of dropping like flies and, and they're, they're going to somebody else in whatever business you run or whatever, stay faithful. Stay faithful. You know, there have, been, there have been lots of people in our church over the five, five and a half years as I've been pastor. They've come and they've gone. They've come and they've gone. You're still here. Thank you. But what do we do? We stay faithful. We stay faithful. We preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We reach our community. We point people to relationship with Jesus Christ. We point people to God, straight to him. We stay faithful. God is telling you today, even though you might be looked over, even though you know, you're, you're not getting the attention that you fit, think you deserve or that you like, just know this. God is telling you this today. Stay faithful. Stay faithful with where you're at, 
what you're doing. I know you're just watching sheep. I know it's a, it's a dirty job. I, I, I know it's a lonely job, but stay faithful because that character will help you to position yourself in a place where your heart is gonna be drawn to the heart of God. Stay faithful. That's the first thing. The next thing, stay open. Stay open. You know, there are some strange things about this this calling of, of God for Samuel to go and anoint David. Um, but it's, it's strange, but it's a little, it's obviously simple. Look, Samuel, I want you to go to Jesse's house and anoint this kid as king. That's strange. Why, why, would, I, why would I go, why would I go anoint a, a teenager to be king but Samuel didn't complicate it. He's like, look, I'm just gonna obey. He was open to what God wanted to do. I can imagine David, imagine David coming in from the field and, and, and here's this guy, we don't know if he's met Samuel before, he definitely knows of Samuel, he's definitely heard about him, but he walks in and all these people are standing around, hey David, we're waiting on you, okay. And all of a sudden, this man comes up to you, this old man, like in his 80s or so, and he gets this, this horn of oil, and he tells him to, to kneel down, and he pours oil on him. Doesn't say anything. Just pours oil on him, and the oil is running all around, and people are just standing around. I mean, that's kind of weird. But guess what? David went with it. He'd be like, whoa, 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 who are you, creepy dude? What are you doing? What, what, what it's in that horn? What, what are you about to do? He went with it. He was open to what God was doing because he knew that Samuel was a man of God. He's like, all right, I've heard that Samuel's here. You're the old dude in the room. You must be Samuel, and you're telling me to kneel down, so I'm gonna do it. We've gotta be open to how God wants to move. We've got to be open to how God wants to move. There are some things, there are some things in your life that God wants to move, and it might be a little different. It might be a little strange but just go with it, go with it. If you feel like God's telling you, and, and, and here's the deal, you, you've gotta have people in your life that you trust and that you know follow Jesus. That's why it's so important. Over my years uh, as a Christian and growing up and, and walking in faith and, and growing as a Christian, I, I've had men, mostly men, but some women in my life, but mostly men in my life who were older than, older than me. And it's like, I was like, man, this guy follows the Lord. And when he mentioned something to me and he feels like God is telling him, I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to listen to him. 
So be open to the ways of God. But you've got to put yourself in a position where you're around people in your life who you trust, who walk with the Lord, who walk with Jesus. So you want to be open to that. I think of us as a church. It goes back to, to where we are. The, the whole church land. It, it was strange, but simple. Frank, I want you to call about that land in Emerson, that 20 acres you've been looking at for two years. It's not for sale. I just want you to call. Just, it's simple. Just do it. Okay. It's weird. I don't know them. I called. Hey, yeah, we just agreed that we were going to sell it. Well, let's not put it on the market. Let's just, let's talk about it. Come up with the price. We did. And now we're, now we're walking through it and faithfully. And, and it's like, wow, it, it's a little different. <laughs> but it's also simple. Sometimes we complicate things. We complicate how God wants to move in our life. So just be open to what God wants to do in your life. So we need to, we need to stay faithful. We need to stay open to what God is doing. Have that picture of David kneeling oil on. Stay open to the move of God. And then last, stay humble. You want to stay humble to what God is doing in your life. You know, one thing we, we noticed is that after David was anointed, he, did, he didn't stand up and go, oh yeah, I'm king. He didn't go change his Instagram. You know, he, he didn't do selfies and say, look, I'm your king. He didn't go to the nearest crown maker and say, hey, I, I need you to take measurements of my head because it keeps getting bigger and bigger. But I need you to take measurements of my head and I, and I want you to make a crown for me because guess what? I am king. He didn't, get, he didn't change his business cards, you know, get business cards. Look, I, I'm changing this. I'm King, king David. Yes. He did not do that. He stayed humble. When God calls you to do something, when God says, all right, it's time for you to, to do this whatever thing that you feel like in your heart that God is leading you to do, then you wanna stay humble about it. You wanna stay humble about it. You want to, you want to do everything you can to bring honor and glory to the Lord and not to yourself. Now, how do we know that? How do we know that Samuel stayed right with the Lord? Well, we see this in the same chapter in verses 17 through 19 of chapter 16. It says this, so Saul who was a king, said to his assistants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Because Saul was having some 
sleep disorders and just wasn't sleeping well and just anxious, probably because he wasn't obeying the Lord. And, and Samuel just showed him, look, dude, your, king's, your kingdom's gone. It's toast. See you later. So find someone who plays well and bring him to me. Verse 18, one of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse of Bethlehem who knows how to play the lyre. He is a brave man and a warrior. He speaks well and is a fine-looking man, and the Lord is with him. Then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me your son David, who is with the sheep. How do we know David treated this with ultimate humility? He went back to the sheep. Those last few words. Send us David, Jesse, who is with the sheep. He's not at the front gates of Bethlehem telling everybody, guys, I'm the next king, so we, we gotta start changing some things around here. He's not choosing his cabinet. He, he's not, he's with the sheep. He was just anointed king, and what does he do? He goes back to the sheep. He's humble. He's humble. And because of the fact that David stayed faithful, stayed open, and stayed humble, and I don't think it was just this moment. I think it was things that David had done for quite some time. But because he was faithful, open, and humble, the Lord spoke to him. The Lord drew near to him. And their heart became the same beating heart. That is a boy, soon to be a man, after my own heart. He wants the things of God. If you want the things of God, stay faithful with what you're doing. I know some of you are fighting some, just some things. You could be, you could be fighting parent, uh, parenting issues. Maybe, you're, maybe your kids are just driving you crazy. Stay faithful. Stay faithful. Students, if you're here and, and you're like, people, people in your life are deserting you. Your, your friends are like, you know, one, one minute they're your friends, the next minute they're not. Just stay faithful. Stay faithful to God. Read his word. Pray. Stay in church. The fact that you're here today is awesome. Stay faithful. Be open to what God wants to do in your life. Be ready. Be open for that. And be humble. Be humble. Walk in humility. And as we, as we close, I, I'm going to go back to one of the, the verses we did earlier where it's in verse 7 of chapter 16. Verse 7 of chapter 16. It says this, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 
God is not looking at your Instagram. God is not looking at your Facebook. I mean, he can. He's not looking at those things. Man, what a great post. That's awesome. I love that selfie. That's, man, you got so many likes there. That's got more likes than last week. That's great. God, God is not looking at that. He's looking at your heart. He's looking at your heart. And, 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 and you know, that's comforting, actually, because it's so easy to be caught up in the junk that this world gives us that we're supposed to be uh, looking like a certain person, act like a certain person, be a certain person. And we're trying to be like everybody else. And, and there's pressure for that. And there's all kinds of pressure that leads us into, into other thoughts in our life. And God's saying, no, just... Stop all that. I'm not even worried about that. What I am looking at is your heart. I want your heart. And so position yourself to not pay attention to the things of this world, but to what God wants to say in your heart. Be faithful. Be open and be humble. And God will put you in that position. And so as we close today, I just want every head bowed, every eye closed. If we could, if we could just take a moment and ask the Lord to, uh, to just have his way here in this place. Maybe there's people here today and you're thinking, you're thinking, you know, Frank, I'm, I've been so consumed with what other people think about me. And it's not just kids. I know it's adults. We never let this go. But I've been so consumed about what people think about me, the way I look, the way I act, what people approve of me, that I've been missing it all along, that I need to focus on my heart. You know, Frank, I, I've not really been faithful as I, as I should have been. I, I've been so distracted. I've not been faithful in the little things that God has told me to do. And I need to get back to that. I need to be humble. I need to be open. If that is you today, just right now, ask the Lord just to forgive you. Lord, forgive me for that. Forgive me for for being so consumed of myself. Please look at my heart. Even though there are some things in my heart that I'm a little ashamed of, I give it to you. I open every door of my heart. You have every key to every door. Nothing is hidden from you. I give it to you. Make my heart like yours. And if you're here today and you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life. You've never given your heart to him. Gosh, you could do that right now. By just simply saying, God, forgive me my sin. Please come into my heart. I give you my heart. Please come into my life. I believe you died on the cross for me. I may not understand it all, but I believe it. I believe you're God the Father. I believe in Jesus Christ the Son. I believe you died for me, my sin. 
you rose from the dead and you live eternally in heaven. I may not get it, but I have faith, I believe it. So please be Lord of my life. I surrender my heart, my life to you. So if that is you today, you say that prayer. I want you to let us know at Connection Point or when you see me out in the hallway. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you've done here today. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us about David, who is a man after your own heart, someone who was faithful and open to the ways of God and humble when the time came for him to be recognized. Lord, keep us just like David, a man after your own heart, a woman after your own heart. Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you don't want to miss next week because next week, one of the famous stories we all have heard of about David, you're going to want to be here and you don't want to miss it. Next week, we're talking about David and some big fella. So you don't want to miss it. All right, awesome.